Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio. Life is like a mountain railway With an engineer that's free We must make the run successful From the cradle to the grave Heed the curves, the hills, the tunnel Never fall, never fade Keep your hand upon the throttle And your eye upon the rail Blessed Savior, Thou wilt guide us Till we reach that blissful shore Where the angels wait to join us In God's praise forevermore Our scripture comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verses 13 through 39. Let's take a look at what's uh, going on here in scripture. Being a religious leader in Jerusalem was very different from being a pastor in a secular society today. Israel's history, culture, and daily life centered around its relationship with God. The religious leaders were the best known, most powerful, and most respected of all leaders. Jesus made these stinging accusations because the leaders' hunger for more power, more money, and status had made them lose sight of God, and their blindness was spreading to the whole nation. The Pharisees' converts were attracted to religion, not to God. By getting caught up in the details of their additional laws and regulations, 
they completely missed God, to whom the laws pointed. Well, the Pharisees strained their water so they uh, wouldn't accidentally swallow a gnat, an unclean insect according to the law. Meticulous about the details of ceremonial cleanliness, they nevertheless had lost their perspective on inner purity. In essence, they would then swallow a camel and not even notice. They were ceremonially clean on the outside, but they had corrupt hearts. Now, Jesus condemned the Pharisees and religious leaders for outwardly appearing upright and holy, but inwardly remaining full of corruption and greed. Living our Christianity merely as a show for others is like washing only the outside of a cup. When we're clean on the inside, while our cleanliness on the outside won't be a sham. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 4th, the New Testament. Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 through 39. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter either. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. Blind guides, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind! For which is more important, the gift on the altar, or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisee. First, wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean, too. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed, 
and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, If we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. But in saying that, you testify against yourselves that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious law. But you will kill some by crucifixion, and you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time. From the murder of righteous Abel to the murder of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth, this judgment will fall on this very generation. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now, look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Psalm 28, verses 1 through 9. You know, it's easy to pretend friendship. Wicked people often put on a show of kindness or friendship in order to gain their own ends. David, in his royal position, may have met many who pretended friendship only to meet their own needs. David knew that God would punish these people eventually, but he prayed that their punishment would come swiftly. True believers should be straightforward and sincere in all their relationships. Psalm 28, verses 1-9, through 9, a psalm of David. I pray to you, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help, as I lift my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Do not drag me away with the wicked and those who do evil, those who speak friendly words to their neighbors while planning evil in their hearts. Give them the punishment they so richly deserve. Measure it out in proportion to their wickedness. Pay them back for all their evil deeds. Give them a taste of what they have done to others. They care nothing for what the Lord has done or for what His hands have made. So He will tear them down, and they will never be rebuilt. Praise the Lord, for He has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust Him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives His people strength. He is a safe fortress for His anointed King. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd, and carry them in your arms forever. Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. 
Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman, from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. This is Maddie Morgan. When I came to the refuge, I was a hot mess. I had a full-time girl and another 30 chicks on the side and on every drug you can think of. I was on the hilltop ripping it up, but now I got my walk back with God and I can see who I really am and where I want to go. It's exciting. I can't wait to see where I end up in the long run and where God brings me. Hey, it's Brad Marusic, um, born in Middletown, Ohio, 29 years old. I'd just like to affirm um, all the guys at the farm, um, keep your heads up. I'm proud of all the guys that were just the week one guys when I was there for staying staying there when everybody was getting up and leaving. I respect all you guys. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys in Encounter. Um, I'd like to give a, a shout-out to Tate. You're my brother, man. Um, I love you. Um, I'm just glad that we've had the time to hang out and uh, get to know each other. When did it become breaking a rule to say your name out loud in school? When your name's the only one that sets us free. When did it become incorrect To speak the truth about life and death When your life gave us all eternity Even if it gets me convicted I'll be on my knees with my hands lifted If serving you's against the law
Last week, I've been sat down with a bad case of the flu, and in that time in my uh, humble abode, my apartment, the Lord really has spoken to me, not only personally, but about the path that I'm on, the path that the ministry's taken. Um, it was a deep time of contemplation and shedding. Um, yesterday morning, I felt good enough to get out, and um, God had a plan because I had time to go to Lancaster. Didn't have a plan on what was going to be spoken. Pastor Don got to be there through God's working, and we get to got to spend a couple hours just being spirit led and giving part of my testimony. Um, as I spoke, the Lord was speaking to me. And I saw, he let me see a reflection of who I am in Christ and who also I am in man, in the flesh, and in my soul. And it hurt, but it also was a time of joy because he made clear to me the things that I was doubting. I share this only because last night I went and I honored a man that passed away named Victor Molinato, and 40-some years ago, from the streets of New York, the Bronx, he was saved, he was touched by God from heroin addiction, and he dedicated his life to a ministry called Outreach for Youth that helped men, and at one time women also, uh, come to an understanding and a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as I looked at his family and looked at him in his casket, I was blessed to know that I have been granted a calling similar to his and that I have accepted it and no matter what, God's word does not come back void and I'm honored and blessed to dedicate my life to what Victor did. And as I looked at him, and then my memory of the morning and the faces I saw in Lancaster and what was spoken there, it really hit me on what a wonderful God we have and what he's done for us. Us, the men of the refuge, the called ones. He's picked us up and he's put a purpose in our life. And it was really aching my soul to see some of us not grasp this concept not truly delve into the opportunity that's been given to us. 
But he calmed my soul by raising my spirit, by telling me each one of us has a path and a destiny. And he gave us each individually the will of choice. My hope and my prayer for each of us at the refuge is we understand how blessed we are compared to the multitudes of people that don't get this opportunity. We are a small percentage. Pastor Don and Pastor Doug had brought up the story of Gideon. And that story is an awesome reflection of who we are. We are the 300. And I urge you to search this story out. Search out your own salvation. Get this understanding deep in you that you are blessed and highly favored to be called to this ministry. But it's not even this ministry called the refuge. It's an honor and a blessing to be called into the army of God and accept this thing. It hurts to have to die to self, to change. But if it was easy, nobody would do it. I challenge you, men of the refuge, to look at yourself deeply on why and what and how you've been accepting this calling. If you have, praise God, and we see your fruits. If you're on the fence, get off of it. Accept this calling so that you can spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And if you're rejecting this calling, then all I can say is I pray God's perfect will for you, and I hope and pray that you will be unctioned to change your mind. I do admire each and every one of the men that come to this and accept it, and I, I admire the guys that don't because I know how hard it is, because I know what season I just came through, and I couldn't do it. The Lord took me through that season and that's the key I surrendered my will to him so I, I'll be praying if there's anything I can do to help when you get tempted or when you fall short or when your family or the enemy or whatever beats down on you get out of that box come to me come to a brother you trust and share your heart because the truth will set you free. And when you taste that freedom, you'll want a lot more of it. And then you can be a useful tool. Praise God. Have a great day, guys. Got to live right, just stay in line. You've heard it all at least a million times. And like me, you believe it They said it wasn't worth But trying harder wouldn't hurt It sounds so crazy now But back then you couldn't see it Now here you are Eyes open wide It's like you're seeing this In a brand new light For the first time Lord, us be the first to welcome you Welcome to 
chance Cause you're worth it yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Look at you, finding your groove Don't you dare think that you're not worth it Cause you're worth it, yeah you're worth it This concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.